welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited that you would join us today and hope you're encouraged by the message you hear. If you'd like to know more, visit our website, highway.com.au. Okay, we're going to open up His Word this morning. Team, thank you for the worship today. Thank you. It's awesome. And thank you for the team that, that brought the worship But I want to say thank you for worshipping this morning. Can we not have this thought that this team here is doing all the work and we're just sitting as spectators, but we're all participants. We're all participants in our praise and worship towards Jesus this morning. So I thank you for your praise and worship, your honour towards our God. Yeah, yeah. So I've told my message this morning, your life a river. And as Emily mentioned, uh, the word of the Lord that we felt for the, for the house, for highway, from our, from our senior pastors came from Ezekiel 47. And, and I'm going to read out of that again today. And we're going to base a bit of what, what I'm saying about from Ezekiel yet again. And we've been talking about God's spirit, his culture, and it is anointing. And from Ezekiel 47, we've all probably read it a hundred times by now and we're going to keep on reading it and it talks about this trickle coming out of the temple flowing out of the temple and as, as it as it flowed further and further it grew and it grew and it grew until it brought life to wherever it went and we, we relate that to the spirit of God but I'd like want to relate it to your life this morning to your life where you are and I don't know if you were going to stop this morning and say Where on that river am I? Am I the little trickle? Am I the knee deep, ankle deep, waist deep, chest deep? Am I swimming where I've lost control? Where are you on that river? But I'd like to cover you as we encourage you this morning as we go through, wherever you are on this river, there is no condemnation for you. All of us are on a journey. All of us, God is, is growing us and leading us line upon line, precept upon precept, and I'd like to, there's a, a person I'd like to talk about this morning, but have a quick overview anyway of where the church is at. You know, some of you might even have come in as, as was Zarina when she worshipped this morning, where some of you have lost a bit of hope. Can I tell you, wherever you are in your walk, did you, when you read the scripture, God was wherever the river was might be a trickle, but can I encourage you that God was still there? So let's read it out. And we'll start from verse two, and it says, The man led me out through the north gate, and then around the outside of the outer gate on the east side. The water was flowing out of the south side of the gate. The man walked east with a tape measure in his hand. He measured a thousand cubits. Then he told me to walk through the water at that place. The water was only ankle deep. He measured another thousand cubits and he told me to walk through the water at that place. There the water came up to my knees. He measured another thousand cubits and told me to walk through the water at that place. There the water was waist deep. He measured another thousand cubits and there the water was too deep to cross. It had become a river. The water was deep enough to swim in. It was a river that was too deep to cross. And the man said to me, son of man, Did you pay close attention to the things you saw? 
Did you notice the stages of growth? Thousand cubits at a time. The flow was not just a big gusher overflowing out of the temple. But as this person walked and the Lord led him a thousand cubits at a time, as he, as he walked and he was led, the river grew and the river grew and the river grew. Did you know there's always fresh hope in God? There was always fresh encouragement in God. There was always growth in God. And we stay close to that river. And we stay in the river. And you walk with God. Did you notice they didn't go from ankle deep back to nothing? They didn't go from swimming back to ankle deep. But as they kept moving forward, the river grew deeper and deeper and deeper. And it brought more life and more life and more life. And if there's nothing else that each one of us here this morning, can I encourage you, if you've stopped and you've sat, it's time to start walking. If you're sitting in a place where you think there's not enough of God in your life, can I encourage you? God is there in that moment. And God is encouraging us to walk again, to walk again, maybe run again, maybe get excited again. <laughs> I'm going to go off track. No, I'm not. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so, have, have, have you noticed in this season, um, we've all noticed, and have you asked this question to yourself and, and been challenged by all the boundaries that are being taken away in society at the moment? You look at gender. You look at sexuality, you look at our finances, you look at the parliamentary privileges, you look at everything that's going on, and it seems like the boundaries and the, the boundaries that, we're, that our culture and our society was built on seem to be whittling away. Family values are being broken down. Uh, I don't know what this, I'm not going to say that either. Um, you know, and we're bombarded with this pornography and violence in our world, and it's easy for us to lose our faith and lose our track. It's easy to lose our focus on God and start to focus on these things, which is good to know these things, but can we never let these things overwhelm us? Can we never be so consumed with these things that it takes our, our, our eyes off our God? Sure, we can sign the petition. Sure, we can go and protest. Sure, we can do what we have to do, but we do it because our eyes are set on God. Um, you know, there's this, there's this man that you've probably all heard about, and his name was Louis Pasteur. Who heard of, of Louis Pasteur at school? You guys never heard of Louis Pasteur at school? Never. Oh, my goodness. Or maybe I'm showing my age. And he had this theory about an unseen world that was full of viruses that float around in the atmosphere and they transferred from one person to the other. And the, and the trouble was the, the physicians of the day believed that all disease came out from the inside. And they believed that the disease came out from, out from the inside and manifest on the outside and we became sick. And all these physicians thought Louis Pasteur was a nutcase. They wanted to lock him up. They ridiculed him. And isn't it amazing that nowadays... We take this as fact. We realise there's viruses out there. We realise a lot of us were wearing masks, masks through COVID. Well, I wasn't too much, but um, 
We had to wear masks through COVID to stop these viruses getting into our bodies. And now we take it as fact. But as us in our Christian walk, don't we get lulled into this set of apathy? That there's this unseen world that we can't see out there. And we tend to walk our lives and things go wrong. And then we tend to blame God. God, where have you been? What's happened in my life? But there's this unseen world that's out there that's planning things. We're lucky that our main enemy is not everywhere everywhere at the same time. We're lucky we've got an omnipotent God who's everywhere, ever-present, and knows all things, who we can trust in these situations. But can we never forget the fact that we're in a bit of a warfare here? But can we also never forget the fact that we're overcomers? That His word is, His name is above every other name. And when we speak His name, the demons run and they run in fear. And so this, this thought that I've got about this, this gods of the age that we're seeing coming through, can we never forget that our God is on the throne? Our God is on the throne. And in Him, all things are possible. You know, in this, this season for the church, where the church is being revived, I wonder what we're being revived out of. May the breath of God come into us and breathe out this apathy. May the breath of God come into us that we can stand up against the forces of the enemy and bring kingdom of light. And I'm not talking about just being so negative that we focus on this kingdom, but we speak prophetically joy, love, peace, patience, gentleness, kindness. That we believe in the gifts of healing. We believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. We believe that through, through our God, Lord, we are more than overcomers in Him who loves us. That is who we are. May we take that thought, and as we're going from ankle deep to knee deep, to chest deep, to swimming in the, in the presence of God, may we be willing to walk the walk that we have to, to overcome these things that the enemy is putting against us and start to become overcomers in Him. Because Romans 8.37 says we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. See, we're called to bring heaven to earth, not just wait to get to heaven, but to call heaven to earth. You know, I'm, I'm so aware that the gap between our faith and culture is, is growing. And I pray that become, the church becomes a light on a hill that can't be missed. The culture of the day is slipping so far that, it, that we lift up this light that can't be missed and we stand up against the culture of the day. We don't want to be the culture that just as Joshua went to the promised land, conquered the land, won great victories for God, and then the next generation did not know God. May we not be the ones to let it slip. May we be the ones that stand up with this light on a hill to stand up and say enough is enough. And to stand up against the enemy, but more than that, to lift God up, to, to lift Him up in our personal lives, in our praise, in our worship, and in adoration to Him, to grow in our faith. Because I believe there's apostles, there's prophets, there's teachers, there's pastors sitting in this room that have got callings and giftings upon their life that you've let slip over time. And I'm not saying all of you might be out there preaching to the nations, but you're going to be preaching to your children. You're going to be preaching to your workmates. You're going to be lifting them up because you carry the very presence of heaven in your life. You know, we're starting as a church, a discipleship journey. 
and we've just printed our, our, our first or changed our discipleship course. The first one, this is a four-week course, and I'll encourage us all to go through this course as a church. Four-week start for discipleship course. In men's this year, we've been running through, and women's, a discipleship course that, let me tell you, it is, it is just brilliant. And the next men's, I want every man to come. We've got a couple that's standing up and they said they're gonna run Alpha in this church. We're going down this place of discipleship and we want all of you to be strong, to go from this place from ankle deep to knee deep to waist deep where you start swimming with God. You can step into what God always destined you to be. You know that we're just not spectators. You know, we had the opportunity to go to, to Melbourne and, and go to this conference it was all about revival and to have some prophets pray over us and, and this church, by the way, which we're gonna bring these prophecies to the church when we finally get them. Um, but to have these moments where you actually, where God's power and authority comes upon your life. I don't know how long you've been between drinks, but I was thinking back to the moments in my life where God overcame me in such a powerful way that I couldn't stand that I couldn't speak, that I was shaking on the floor uncontrollably when, when I had fresh dreams and fresh visions and I had these moments in God. But then between the drinks, what happened? It's up to me to dig a well. It's up to me to start to discipleship myself. It's up to me in the tough times when things get tough to stand up and turn to my face towards God. Not my face towards the things so much, but my face towards God. To dig a well that in the tough times I can stand and I can drink on my own. And then in between, I get an impartation from God where it lifts me to another level, but I never want to lose that level. And that's up to me. So I can encourage you today. And I believe God is going to pour out a spirit upon this house. We saw it two weekends ago with the youth in this house. There was a, a mighty move of God in this place. And I believe it's going to be the same to us. But can I encourage you, stir up the gift that's within you. Stir it up. Stir it up. <laughs> oh. Oh. You know, I was, I was watching the Wallabies play last night and I watched the first half and, and I'm at home and I'm, I'm oh, uh, even though I'm a Kiwi, I want the Wallabies to win. Can we bring that enthusiasm to church? You know, sometimes there's a cap that we put upon ourselves that we just have to break three off. Sometimes we just have to step in and let it hang out a little bit, people. And I'm not saying this is a negative thing. I'm just saying to encourage ourselves. I can actually feel emotions come out within me because I can't help but think, what are we missing out on? You know, what is there from God for us that we're missing out on? Uh, you know, Claire spoke last week. The, peace, the priest had to keep the fire burning in the temple and to keep the fire burning, he had to remove the embers and then he had to stoke the fire. Can, you, can I push that into your spirits and your minds yet again? If you remember nothing from the service this morning, remove the embers, embers, stoke the fire. Every day, remove the embers, stoke the fire. Remove the embers, stoke the fire, and see where God's gonna take you. It's, it's time. 
It's just time, everybody, to, to remove those embers and don't ever let them back in the house. And it's time to stoke the fire again. And I'm talking about the breath of heaven. Let it blow upon your life. Take some steps that you get, the embers are going to grow. See, it's not so much what we do, but who I am. You know, the strong Christian life, can we build it on prayer? Can we build it on fellowship, which is meeting regularly on Sundays, during the week in connect groups? And then God's word. And not just reading God's word, but actually living God's word. It's great to study God's word. It's great to know the great depths of, the, of this word. But what's the point if we never use it? You know, what's the point if we never speak it? By faith, by faith, can we start to step into who we, should, who we were meant to be? You know, can we never fall into this comparison trap? Do not compare yourself to the person beside you. God has given you a gift. God has given you ability. God has given you something to share and run with the gift and the ability with the level that God has given you and never be ashamed of what God has got, got for you. You know, we are all God's chosen instruments and there is breakthrough where you are to take our eyes off the world and turn them back to Jesus. Now, I said I was going to talk about someone this morning and I'm going to talk a little bit about Daniel. This man was an amazing guy. And if you don't know about Daniel, he was removed from, from Judah or Israel, taken to Babylon as a captive, well, as, as, and put in a position of semi-authority in, in Babylon after a while. This man was a man of excellence. He was seen as a man of excellence by Nebuchadnezzar, the first king, and then by Darius, the second king, the one who took over. And this man had an authority upon his life. He had some disciplines in his life. He had some strength upon his life. I'd like to just pull a few things out of Daniel for us this morning. See, Nebuchadnezzar had sent up 120 officials called satraps, satraps, and over them there were three high officials, and Daniel was one of them. And the king, when King Darius was put in place, he wanted to put Daniel over the whole lot. And of course, man gets in, and... The, the two other officials who were higher didn't like the idea of having someone coming over them and so they set Daniel up. And they set Daniel up, um, by he, they, they set up a petition that the king said that no one was to lay any petitions or any prayers or adoration to anyone else but the king. So we'll pick up the story. So what did Daniel do? And we'll read from Daniel um, 6.10. And it says, Daniel always prayed to God Three times every day, he bowed down to his knees to pray and praise and give thanks to God. And even though Daniel heard about this new law, he still went to his house to pray. He went up to the upper room of his house, opened the windows, opened the windows so that no one could miss him. He faced towards Jerusalem, turned his face towards God, then Daniel bowed on his, down his knees and prayed just as he had always done. The secret place. Have you got a secret place, everybody? Have you got a secret place where you actually stop and hear from God? Is there a time? Is there a place? 
where you actually stop and it's your secret place where you can hear from God. Has everybody got one of those? Can I encourage you if you haven't? Get one. Get one. I don't know where, where that is. It might not be a physical place. It might be a place in God's word. It might be whatever means something to you. But a place where you actually stop. You stop. And you can hear from God. See, what we do in secret will be translated in public. We all think we've got this game face on where we can hide our stuff. But can I tell you, it eventually comes out when you've been in the faith long enough Eventually, the stuff that goes on the inside will come out. It manifests itself in something. It's either manifests itself in sickness or shame, hurt, pain, fear. It manifests itself. And when you walk closely with God, the manifestations of the Holy Spirit are completely different. And it manifests out of the secret place that Daniel had built. Maybe some of you are questioning your faith not feeling them in your lives, will find that secret place. Prayer and praise will cost you something. But can I tell you, if you don't pray and you don't praise, it will cost you something as well. It's just your choice as to what the cost is. Your choice as to what you manifest. It's that cost if we do not pray. I, I would hate to live my life with regret. And we've, we've all got regrets I'm a sinner just as much, if not more, than anyone else in this room. And we all have regrets, but I don't live with my regrets. And I don't want to have my regrets rule me. I want to have the Spirit of God rule me. And that cost is the cost of prayer. It's the cost of praise. I don't know what your prayer time looks like. Is it help? Is it God, forgive me, I've done it again. Uh, is it, will you heal this person? Or is it, God, I, I just need this gift of healing to help them. God, I need your spirit. Or is it, God, I just need the intimacy of you with me every day. No matter what happens, God, I just need the intimacy of you being close. I want to feel you in my life. I want to walk with you. I want to experience that peace that goes beyond understanding. But more than that, Lord God, I just want to be intimate with you, to be open with you. And if I was going to run down my prayer life, I pray for lots of other things, but that intimacy with God, when you get close and you get intimate with God, can I tell you, all of a sudden you feel His heart. As I was driving to church this morning, I believed I felt God's heart. And that's what I want. I don't want to just live this life hearing about it from other others. I don't want to live this life hearing about how God did this over here or over here. I want to experience it in my life and it comes out of intimacy and closeness with God. We can live our lives out of this natural reasoning, but I want to live it out of faith. See, in 1 Corinthians 2, 14 to 15, it says, the person without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the Spirit. The person with the Spirit makes judgments about all things, but such a person is not subject to mere human judgments. How often we fall into that trap of just making human judgments about people. 
You know, we all see the story through the lens of our lives. But people have a story. Everybody has a story and why they do things. Can we see, see things through the lens of his Holy Spirit? You know, when you've got a kid that just plays up and plays up and plays up and you want to get out that rod of correction, which we do sometimes, but sometimes you see through the, through the eyes of the Spirit and you see the pain. You see the abuse. You see the rejection. You see the fear. And you can bring healing. You know, Hebrews 11, 6, it says, Without faith it's impossible to please God, and those that come to Him must believe that He is. And He's a rewarder of those that diligent, diligent, diligently seek Him. If you know the story about Daniel, because he prayed, the king didn't want to do it, but because of the law he set in place, he had to throw Daniel to the lion's den. And if we know the story, Daniel got thrown in the lion's den. I hope that's not us. I don't want to be thrown in a lion's den. But I do want to experience sitting with lions and have their mouths closed. I do want to have the experience of sitting next to lions who are vegetarians. I want to experience that. But can I tell you, to experience that first, are you willing to set your heart and your mind to follow God's laws and no other laws? To pray, to pray like you never prayed, to praise like you've never prayed. Because it wasn't just pray, it was praised in that, that scripture as well. And then to be willing to go through something to see God move in your life. None of us want to go through that. But I'd love to be the men in the fire that sat there, the three men, and have, have, have Jesus standing there beside me in the fire. I'd love to be sitting in the lions and have the lions sitting looking at me and, and not touching me, patting them. I wonder if he slept really well that night. He was in the whole night. Do you think he put his head on, on them and just slept on them? Do you think he was that confident? Because he could, yeah, just because he could. I wonder if the lions purred like cats. Or I wonder if the saliva was just coming down their mouths like, uh-oh, I can't open my mouth. You know, there is a reward. Daniel's reward for his faithfulness was lions' mouths were shut. What is your reward for your faithfulness? Are we willing to allow God to come into our world to lead us that extra thousand cubits. That's the hard part. It's allowing him to lead us that extra thousand cubits from ankle to knee deep. That extra thousand cubits from knee deep to chest deep. Are you willing to allow, him to let you, to allow God to lead you that extra thousand cubits? Daniel was. He was willing to say, in the face of adversity, I'm standing up against you, God. I'm going another thousand cubits here. I'm going another thousand cubits. And what happened to Daniel in the end? He became the, the promoter. He was promoted and he ruled the land under the king. What are we missing out on? What are you called? Above all and everything else, you are actually called sons and daughters of the living God. Levin Ravenhill, Leonard Ravenhill made the statement, he said, who is, he who is intimate with God will not be intimidated by man. Daniel's habits did not change with the outward culture, 
For a man's habits are the key to his destiny. Man and woman's habits are the key to the destiny. In the face of opposition, where we're supposed to bow the knee to the king, he turns it around and bows the knee to his king. And after he bows the knee to his king, he stands up in faith. You know, there's a book of testimony we're starting and we're putting it out by the, by the giving station. I've got it here. And can I encourage you, if you've got a testimony in your life or something happens in the service or during the week, it's a testimony, I'd love you to write your testimonies in that book. There are so many testimonies that happen here in this house that we don't hear. I'd love you to write down your testimonies. And as people come to write their testimonies down, they'll see the testimonies of, an, of the others and they'll encourage each other. May we start that and do that, even if it's just a little testimony. God, I was going to have a piece of toast this morning, but you, you provided me a couple of eggs as well. Or maybe, God, you healed me of this disease. Maybe this, this money came through when I, when I needed it, when there was nothing else coming. Whatever it is, can you start to put your testimonies down? Because the other thing that, that Daniel had was, was he was hungry. How hungry are you for God? Are you hungry? Are you hungry? Daniel went up to the upper room. He did not stay in the basement. He got as close to God as he could. You know, there's one thing that Daniel, Daniel could probably say above a lot of other things. I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. For us, this is first to the Jew, then to the Gentile. Can you imagine the angels as David was praying? It would have been like, who let the dogs out? As he was praying, those angels are just chafing at the bit, ready to go and, and on the commands of Daniel as he prayed. Can we imagine as we pray, the power and the authority is released into heaven as we partner with the angels as we pray. Daniel would have experienced that. And can you imagine what it's like? Or I know what it's like when you pray and you see the answer come. come. When you pray and you see bodies healed. When you pray for someone and you see them falling over in the power of the Holy Spirit and they get up different people. It encourages your spirit that God is with you. But you've got to take that step of faith. When was the last time you did something crazy out of your comfort zone? Have you got a thought? When was the last time you did something? I hope it wasn't six months ago. I hope it was like last week. I hope it was last week. Because God meets us in those places. Uh, it's, it's called faith. It's quite simple as that. It's called faith. Have you got passion? My third point, passion. You know, when you love something or someone, there is passion. My wife, she's got a passion for dogs. <laughs> yes, she has. <laughs> but she's got a passion for dogs and it overflows. There's a passion for dogs. If our passion is there for God, there should be this overflow that we can't hold back. <laughs> oh, people, this is why I was so looking. I looked across when I first got up here. And I'm not saying this to condemn anybody, but I got up to speak and looked upon all your faces, and they were <laughs> people. People, can we be believable for our God? 
you know, can we let it hang out a little bit? I, 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 don't, I don't go to someone in the street and start telling about the love of Jesus, the joy that's in my life. I let it out. I let it out. Yeah. Oh, can we, can we allow that passion to well up within us? Oh, He is so good. And I, I don't want to say this to condemn anybody at all. I want to say this to encourage you. Don't hold it in, let it out. I, I wonder what would happen if we actually walked into our workplace with a smile on His face, saying, God loves you. They would probably say, who is that God? I want to know that God. Oh. <laughs> I wonder what it would be like if we came to God with a smile on our face. Just these simple things. You know, Daniel trusted God. He didn't get stuck in the comparison trap of looking at everyone else. The comparison trap of looking at everybody else in Babylon at that time. But he decided that he was going to be who he was. Can you decide you're going to be who God destined you to be? Whatever that looks like. Last thought, grow from where you are. Line upon line, precept upon precept. Isaiah 28, 13 says, But the word of the Lord was upon them. Precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line. And by the way, when, when the Bible says it's twice, you listen to it. Here a little, there a little, that they might go and fall backward and be broken and snared. Gee, that sounds great. And taken the Lord's, and taken. See, the Lord's word was given to them. And they didn't back at those, those time, they didn't believe it. They didn't follow it. And so as it says in the end of that, that verse, they did not either believe it or follow it, and so it became a snare to them. It became, they fell backward, they were broken, there was a snare, and they were taken. May that not be us. Line upon line, precept upon precept, ankle deep, knee deep, waist deep, chest deep, swimming for God. One day, it might not be today, but can I encourage you, one day you're going to swim for God. If God's word is followed, it brings faith, it brings healing, it brings restoration, it brings strength. Strength. Can I encourage you, the ones who have been in faith a while, maybe it's time to stir up that gift within you. That maybe in certain stages of your life, you were swimming chest deep. And if we know the scripture, when, when, the, when the river got so deep, the trees grew up on the side of the river, were strong on the side of the river. And wherever that water went, it brought life. And maybe you've been through seasons in your life where you've had that happen to you and maybe you've lost that season. Can I encourage you this morning, it's time to get that season back. It's time to step back into life. It's time to step back into this life of faith that can challenge us. To put that new fire back in your life, to throw out those embers and to, to relight the fire yet again. As I said in the beginning, I love receiving impartations from God. I love it when the God moves. I, I love it when I can't stand up in his presence because, because it's so thick. 
I love it when I feel his presence all upon my body. I love those moments and I want to live in those moments day by day, hour by hour. And as I come and drink from him in the morning in my, in my quiet times, not all the time, but sometimes I walk out with exactly the same thing. So as I finish up this morning, I'd like to encourage you to dig a well, but encourage you more than that. I don't know where you are. I don't know what, what life's been going on and what's been going on in your world. But can I encourage you this thought of impartation where God comes and he meets us in our lives in certain times, certain seasons, and by his grace, he empowers us with something we probably never deserved. But by faith, we take, we take on, he lifts us to a higher level. If you feel like you're living at a level where you're not getting breakthrough, can I encourage you this morning, we're gonna sing a song and we're gonna ask if that's you and we're gonna come, we're gonna pray that God's gonna impart some of his glory upon you, some of his power upon you, some of his authority upon you to step out and to lift your life into a greater level. You know, when God comes and I feel his presence in a room, the very first way I feel it is if it's like a weight sits on my shoulders. And I'm standing here now and I can feel my knees starting to bend. And, and we're, not, we're not whipping this up, by the way, because we're not whipping this up. This is just God's in the room. And I can feel the weight of God upon, upon my shoulders now and I can feel the, my knees starting to bend because God's presence is in the room. Your life a river of blessing. Your life, a river of passionate blessing. Because you and me, we, all of us, are God's chosen instrument. Daniel was called to bring God's presence into the den of lions. I don't know where you're called to, but I... I I know, I don't just believe, I know that when we walk in the authority of heaven and the power of heaven in our lives, what seems impossible becomes possible. We've had seasons in our life where um, everything was lost. In our lives, we're, we're, you name it, everything was thrown against us. Health, finances, legal things thrown against us, family breaking up, deaths of parents, deaths in the family. And into that, that moment, not, not straight away, but as you dig a well, God's presence comes back. God's presence comes in and He builds you to a place and a faith at a higher level than you thought was possible. I've been in the place where I've had diagnoses, not major ones, but diagnoses over my body. And I had the choice to step into those diagnoses or to step in by faith. And I chose faith. And it might not be your journey. Your journey, every journey is different. But my journey was to choose faith and watch those diagnoses fall off in the name of Jesus. I've been to that place where I've just felt so dry. Dry for not just a week, dry for years. Dry where I'd walk into rooms like this and feel nothing, like nothing. 
I'd see people weeping and people falling down and people praising and people worshiping and I would stand there with just nothing. To coming to that place where all of a sudden there was a breakthrough. All of a sudden God broke through and my spirit became alive again. I never lost my faith, but I lost, lost something of Him to have it come through in my life. So I'm just saying these things because the God of breakthrough, just as it was for me in those moments, is here for you this morning. I don't know what you feel your calling is, but I do believe there's people here with a calling upon their lives that haven't stepped in fully. There is apostles, there is prophets, there is evangelists, there is pastors and there are teachers. Because apostles govern, prophets guide, evangelists, evangelists gather, pastors guard and teachers ground. And all of us have something. Can we stand this morning? You know, it's, it's always hard when you, when you come to a church where you know everybody, or most people, and you want, to, you want to be prophetic, but you sort of know people's stories. And because you know their stories, I'm, I'm getting thoughts running around in my head now, and I'm thinking, I can't say it because I know their story. And I just want to be a person that out of something I know, I want to speak out of something that I don't know about people. First, can every eyes close for a minute? First, before we do anything else this morning, there is a God. He rules and He reigns above heaven and earth. There is a God that wants to be intimate with us. There is a God that wants to have a relationship with us. There is a God whose hearts cry for us. And I don't know if everybody knows him in this service this morning. If you don't, can I ask you to raise your hands and I'm gonna pray for you if there's anyone here. If there's someone here who has lost or think you might have lost your faith, I'd love to pray for you too. Anybody here this morning at all? Thank you. Anybody else here this morning at all? Thank you. Anybody else here this morning? Come on. Anybody else here this morning? That this God I'm talking about that you feel and hear day by day, hour by hour, you've lost a bit of that. Anybody here this morning? Now, I'm not saying this to embarrass anybody. <laughs> but I'd love you to come out. Even though you've been out before. Come on, come on out. That's cool. And can I ask for a couple of ladies to stand behind these two? Come on, Kathleen. More than a couple, whoever wants to. And I know that you have prayed before, so I'm not gonna lead you through the sinner's prayer, okay? Because I believe 
that when you give your life to Jesus, He never breaks covenant with us. Ever, 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 ever breaks covenant with you. We might take a step away, but He never does. And the same covenant that you made with Him is still there for you in this moment here right now. You've both got thoughts in your heads. Can you just close your eyes just for a second? God, I pray that covenant that was, was made for these two, that they said when they sat at the altar and they gave their lives to you, Lord God, that even though they might have slipped away a little bit, you never, you never moved away, Lord God. And, and God, that they, even though they think they've gone away, Lord, they might have stepped away. They're still in your presence and your presence is still all over them, Lord. So I pray as they stand here right now for the breath of heaven to breathe upon them yet again, Lord, I pray that right now in this moment, Lord God, the breath of heaven upon both of them in the name of Jesus, the breath of heaven, that your glory would be upon them, Lord God, and that be released, Lord, of freshness in you, Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus. All over them, Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus. All over them, Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus. The God, Lord, the things that they're holding on to them will be broken in the name of Jesus. The God, Lord, the old cultures, the old ways will be broken in the name of Jesus. And there'll be freedom, a freedom they haven't felt before, Lord, in you, Lord, I pray. In the name of Jesus. Now, as you're standing here right now, can you imagine giving those things to Him? Just give those things to Him. Just give those things to Him. That's right. Give them to Him. Give them to Him. Give them to Him. So God, Lord, let your spirit rest all over my Lord, I pray. Your spirit rest all over, Lord, I pray, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Just stand there for a minute. Don't go back just yet. Just keep, and ladies, just stand around them. There's one other thing I'd like to pray for before we finish. Shame is a terrible thing. Shame is just a terrible thing. And I don't want to walk, you to walk out of this place with shame. I want you to walk out free. To walk out free. And I don't need to know the circumstances. I need to know, you know what happened. I don't need to know how, how this come upon you. But if you've got, and, and by shame, let me, let me just say, it can be that it manifests itself where it could be lack of confidence. It can, be, can manifest itself in your emotions that you just cry uncontrollably for no reason or, or you, you feel this fear overwhelming up within you or in certain circumstances you're triggered in things that you, you shouldn't be triggered by. If, if that's you, I'd love you to come forward and we're just going to pray that that shame is going to be broken in the name of Jesus. Anybody here at all? Anybody here at all? I know it's a hard thing to come out for. Thank you. Anyone else? Yeah. Now, we're going to worship. Can you all worship to bring down God's presence into this house? And we're going to pray for these ones at the front as we worship and lift up God in this house. And if you would like prayer for any other thing, I'd love you to come out as we worship.
stand in faith in your seats if you want to, but there's something about somebody laying hands on you and having an impartation of faith upon your life. We'd love to do that this morning. We're going to go quickly. Can we worship Him this morning? Can we lift up the name of Jesus high above every other name in this house? And we might not just carry it in this house, but we might take it out with us into the world around us as we go for this week, that we might be world changers and carry something of Him as we worship Him. There might be an invitation of something in our lives. And just as Daniel stood upon in that household, open up the windows and stood against the, the gods of the day, may we be the same this day, not be intimidated by the things that are happening in this world, but stand firm in our faith because, we are, because of God has imparted something in us today that we can carry into our world for this week. Let's worship Him. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to get in contact with us or find out more about Highway Church, go to highway.com.au.